That's KC may contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for the ears of some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Uh, um, okay, so we were almost ready. <laughs> Prematurely start. Yeah, it's fine. We usually don't know anyway. Uh, but I do know that this week is True Crime Week. Because <laughs> that's on the calendar. At least we know what we're trying, what we're supposed to be talking about. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Hmm. Don't know numbers, but... Don't know... We know what, what day of the week it is. we to say. Sometimes, Sometimes you know the words. Well, we know what words we were trying to say. Yeah, and we can't say them. No, but it's fine. But it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, true crime week. Uh, this that's Casey again. Just in case, this is Hillary Holt and you all. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait for the awkward pause. <laughs> oh. Hillary Batliner. Yep, and we chat true yep. crime, paranormal, Kansas, City, Missouri, and Kansas. Slash writing area, slash whatever we find interesting in uh, either state, because we can and we will. And there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot in Kansas City, but there's a lot all over. Um, but yeah, I'm just switching off each week, so then the next episode will be paranormal, and so on and so forth, until we die. Which will probably be soon, who knows. I was about to say, um... With our... Current in the next state few in, months, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it depends. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get started, I yes. guess. Yeah. Is yours long or short? Mine's a little uh, long. Mine's kind of. A little longish. Ish. Yeah, mine's a little longish, too. Yeah. But I feel like I can. If I had phone. If I was I better like I at can... doing research, like AKA gave myself more time, it would be longer, but you it's not. All day. I did, but that. But as we were also working, I was also like doing my job. Oh my so. god! <laughs> Don't fucking even. <laughs> Anywho, oh duh, we need to talk about our things. Ah. That's what, how we do the mm. order of this yeah. show. Our local things. We also have local treats that we talk about. Sometimes we remember to talk about them. Most of the time we do. Most of the time. Um, usually right at that point. Ooh. Uh, sorry to chill. Chills. My bad. And they were multiplying. No. Um, it's I said it. This I got again at uh, Soda Casey, Casey Soda Co. Our boy Kale wasn't there, but uh, Kale with a C is another dude. That's fine. Um, but I, I was gonna get a root beer, but then I saw this label and I had to pick it up. It's cream soda by Country Folk Soda, <laughs> Granny Millie Brand uh, Branson, Missouri. Granny Millie is the lady who's on the uh, mm-hmm. bottle. You'll see this. On the Instagrams or wherever, if you watch our social media's posts. Um, 
<laughs> Let's describe Granny Melee first, and then we'll get to the just the place that does this. Uh, Granny Melee is a feisty and lovable. It was feisty and lovable. She enjoys cooking and can hold her own in the kitchen. Her and Grandpappy Art make quite the pair. Uh, so with the cream soda original recipe since two thousand eight, and. Uh, an old-fashioned soda for down-home country folks, brewed and bottled for Crown Valley Branson. Visit us online at countryfolksoda.com. So Crown, Crown, Crown Valley is the one of the pumpkin cheesecake vodka. That oh, right. I mm-hmm. had, like, we had sips of, and then I yeah. gave it as a gag gift. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, was, it was good if you like pumpkin, that stuff, but I, it's vodka, and I don't drink that much. It's fine. It's still good. And then what's yours that you'll have? Um, eating bowling's Chinese mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it is uh, Mongolian beef, so it's like crispy beef Ooh. sort of thing with like a brown sauce on it. Yeah, It's freaking delicious. It's good. Yeah. So like bowling's is like, yeah, apparently made in KC. I don't, I don't know why I thought they were more well known. Or international or something. Yeah. Or national. But yeah, they they started here. Their first one was on uh, like 91st or 95th in Metcalf or something like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. It was pretty neat. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they're like our P.F. Chang's, but like more authentic yeah. to Chinese mm-hmm. food. Yeah. And they've been rated like U.S. Mm-hmm. like top rated whatever. So yeah. they're the, rated in the nation. It's pretty Which one did you go to? Uh, we went to the one over here on 95th. Ah, Okay. Because the one on the plaza has like a sushi bar. Oh, does it? Uh huh. They move. Because I've been to the one in the River Market too. Yeah, I haven't been to the River Market one since I was like little, but I went. My mom and I went a couple years ago to the plaza one. Yeah, I think they. Huh. It's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. They have sushi. I love sushi. I need to. We should go there. We should go to have dinner there, sometime. Maybe do that for my birthday. Yeah. After rehearsal, perhaps if they stay open that late. Ideas, ideas. Also, my birthday is coming up soon, guys. Just so you know, the 24th is on a Wednesday. Okay, now we can get started to the things you actually care about. <laughs> to the to the true crimes. Oh, this is... Yeah. Okay, my, I go first. My go, my go first. My yeah. Go. Okay, um, mine is about... I swear to God. Every time. Every time. I don't know why that happens. Your yelling um, is like every time I try to tell a story and the phone rings at work. Seriously. Uh, okay, so mine is about John Edward Robinson. Uh, he was actually born in, I'm going to say Cicero? C-I-C-E-R-O? Cicero? Sure. Whatever. Illinois. Yeah. We don't really know. Nah. Doesn't matter. If you want to fact check this. You said Illinois correctly, go, so that's fine. Whatever, Google it. Um... <laughs> We might need a pin or something with that on there, too. Whatever. Google it. Whatever. Google <laughs> it. Um, he was, yeah, so he was born in Illinois, the third of five children of an alcoholic father and a disciplinarian mother. I don't agree with them trying to say, like, oh, they had an alcoholic father and a disciplinarian mother. Like, he still did terrible things, so who gives a fuck what his background was? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not an excuse. I'm sorry. Yeah. For just an, like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like... A horrible, horrible situation. No, he just had a very strict mom and alcohol. She had a tiger mom and a drunk dad. Typical. That's (laughs) most of the time. Yeah, most of the time it's typical. 
Anyway. Um, so doing it, you just have depression and just cry, right? Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I was just trying to think about that. I don't have that. Um, All right. So in 1961, he enrolled at uh, Morton Junior College in Illinois. Mm. It's that one town again, but I don't know what it's called. Cicero. Yep. Cicero. 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 It makes you think of uh, fucking... Chicago. Yeah, that's why I said it. Cicero. Cicero. That's why I said Cicero at first, and I was like, no, Lipsch. then I'm gonna just gonna fucking say it in my head. And then we're gonna sing. Anyway, no, we're not. Cell um, block tango. Nope. Uh, if you want to know what cell block tango is, Google, Google it. it. <laughs> mm. From the Broadway uh, musical Chicago. Chicago. You're welcome. Um, so movie... he became. Oh, sorry. I'm done with that story. Okay. <laughs> but it also is a movie oh with Renee Zellweger. Nasal Wigger. Oh, forget it. Uh-huh. Never mind. We're done with the story. And Catherine Zeta-Jones. And Catherine Zeta-Jones. And Queen Latifah. Uh-huh. And, and uh, what's-his-face. Bill, no, uh, where, where, where? John C. Riley. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. John C. Riley. And yep. other people. And other people. Richard Greer, is he? No. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. lawyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lucy Liu's in there for a second, oh too. Oh, my God. Okay. Um. <laughs> I like that movie, okay? Oh, my God. Um, okay, so he enrolled in junior college in Illinois. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, to become a medical x-ray technician, but actually dropped out after two years, so failure. Um, in 1964, he mm-hmm. moved to Kansas City and married Nancy Jo Lynch, and they had four children together. Um, like, it was like a son first, and then a couple years later it was a daughter, and then a couple years later after that they had twins. I was like, ooh. Mm. Good luck with that shit. Yeah. Um, Robinson was first arrested or arrested for the first time in Kansas City in 1969 after he embezzled $33,000 where he had secured a job as an x-ray technician um, using forged credentials because, you know, obviously he dropped out of mm. tech school. So yeah. then he forged credentials, got a, had enough information or knowledge to do that. Yeah. And did an x-ray technician job, whatever, and then he embezzled $32,000. He was sentenced to three years uh, probation. Uh In 71, he was arrested once again for embezzling firm funds and ordered back to Kansas City where his probation was extended. Uh, This guy never fucking learns, okay? No. Just get ready for it. In in 75, it was extended again after another arrest, but this time on charges of securities fraud and mail fraud in connection with a phony medical consulting company he actually he formed in kansas city so he made his own fucking fake company and did fraud that way um during this period he cultivated and maintained the outward appearance of a community-minded citizen of course and a family man he became a scoutmaster a baseball coach and a sunday school teacher Mm. while being a piece of shit Mm -hmm. Um, In 1979, the Robinson uh, finally, oh, I thought it said Robinson family. Robinson (laughs) finally completed probation, um, but then was arrested again in 1980 um, on multiple charges, including, including what? Embezzlement and check forgery, for which he served 60 days in jail in 1982. Uh, Yeah. Dude, after. After his release, he formed a bogus bonus and swindled $25,000 from a friend. Um, which he told his friend that he was going to get his money back, um, like double time because his friend needed to, um, actually pay medical bills to help his dying wife. Yeah. So this guy fucking swindled $25,000 from his friend who has a dying wife that is and a needed crazy to pay person. medical bills that is, and he just was a horrible person. person yeah. Yeah. Just fucking took the money from him. Um, okay. But then oddly enough. 
This is when shit gets weird. Mm -hmm. So, also at this time, so as he's doing all this embezzlement and forgery shit, he reportedly began sexually um, propositioning his neighbor's wives, uh, which resulted in a fistfight with one of the husbands, obviously. He also claimed to have joined a secret sadomasochism cult called the International Council of Masters, and uh, and, to, and he became its, quote, slave master. Uh, gross. Uh, whose, his duties were in, uh, included luring victims to gathering to be tortured and raped by cult members. So he was a really stand-up guy. Like, it took a t- fucking turn when that, I was reading about this. Like, I, I thought like, oh, I was like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, like, little, like, whatever, like, fucking petty sex crimes, life? like, student. And then all of a sudden, he's a, <laughs> like, cult, sex cult, like, person who gets people <laughs> raped and tortured. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Um. So, then his life takes another turn, and this is when it gets even worse. Ugh. So, in 1984... Uh, having started two more fraudulent companies. So I don't understand how the fuck he keeps getting all this shit and making companies. 84. Uh, He he hired Paula Godfrey, who was 19 at the time, as a sales representative. Godfrey told friends and family that that Robinson was sending... (sighs) Sorry. Robinson was sending her away for training. Um, after hearing nothing oh, no. f- uh, further from her, Godfrey's parents oh, no. filed a missing persons report. Oh, no. And the police questioned Robinson, mm-hmm. who denied knowing any, uh, any or having any knowledge of where her where she was. Mm-hmm. Several days later, her parents received a typewritten letter uh, with her signature at the bottom, thanking Robinson for his help and asserting that she was okay, but didn't really need to see her family at the time. Mm-hmm. This investigation was then terminated, as mm-hmm. Godfrey was of legal age and there was no evidence of wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. No trace of Paula Godfrey has ever been found. Mm. Yep. Uh, in 1985, so just one year later, uh, using the name John Osborne, he met Lisa Stasi and her four-month-old daughter, mm. Tiffany. Um, he met them at a battered woman's shelter in Kansas City. Uh, he promised Lisa a job in Chicago, an apartment, and a daycare for her baby, mm. and then asked her to sign several sheets of blank stationery. Mm. Yeah. After, a few days later, Robinson contacted his brother and sister-in-law, who had been unable to adopt a baby through traditional tra- uh, channels, no. and informed them that he knew of a baby whose mother had committed suicide. Uh, How no. fucking convenient, right? No. So, forget, get this, get this. Uh, For $5,500 in, quote, legal fees... Uh, Don and Helen Robinson received Tiffany Stasi, whose identity identity was confirmed by DNA in two thousand or in the year two thousand, mm-hmm. um, and a set of authentic appearing adoption papers with the forged signatures of two layer of two lawyers and a judge. Uh, Lisa Stasi, the mother, was never heard from again. Hmm. Weird. Weird. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But hey, at least he didn't kill a baby too. True. I mean, he if, we're gonna, if we're gonna give her, doing, but. For, like, nothing. True. Got, like, fucking $5,500 for it. But still. That's... I don't like, I oh wish I had that much money. Uh, well, I know, but you know what but I mean? Still, yeah. Like, he, he's been he could've, he taking 25000 and 30000 and stuff like that from other people. So, yeah, so, so it's still... It's a, it's a family deal, apparently. Yeah. It's only for 5500 that you get so, a baby. So, 10% of what he stole from his one friend. Basically. So, okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, At least he has somewhat of a soul? I don't know. Nope. No? 
Uh, no, because in 1987, Catherine Clampett, 27, left her child with her parents in Wichita Falls, Texas, and moved to Kansas City to find employment. Mm. So guess who found her? She, uh. was, she was hired by Robinson, who reportedly promised her extensive travel and a new wardrobe. Um, she actually then vanished in June of that year, and her missing persons case remains open to this day. No one has fucking found her. From 87 to 93, Robinson was incarcerated, first in Kansas on multiple fraud convictions, and then in Missouri for other fraud and whatever parole violations. Mm-hmm. Um, at Western Missouri Correctional Facility, he met 49-year-old Beverly Bonner, the prison librarian, um, who, upon his release, left her husband and moved to Kansas, Kansas to work for him. No! To work for uh-huh. No! After he arranged for Bonner's alimony checks to be forwarded to Kansas post box, her family never heard from her again. Uh-huh. No. For several years, Bonner's mother continued forwarding her alimony checks, and Robinson continued to cash them. Uh-huh. It just gets more and more frustrating. So, Robinson, during this time, since it's now, like, the 90s or whatever, mm-hmm. he discovered the internet. And roamed various social networking sites uh, using the uh, using like the I guess handle or like the, the whatever User, yeah. username sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, quote slave master. Uh, he looked for women who Ugh. enjoyed playing the submissive partner um, role during sex. An early online correspondent was Sheila Faith, uh, forty five, whose fifteen year old daughter Debbie was wheelbound wheelbound wheelchair bound. Jesus, wheelbound chair, wheelbound chair, <laughs> wheelbound chair, wheelbound chair. Words. Uh, due to spina, spina bifida. I don't know why that really had anything to do with it. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Robinson, portraying himself as a wealthy businessman and philanthropist, offered to pay Debbie's med- oh, there it is. Offered to pay Debbie's medical expenses and to give Sheila a job. Mm-hmm. So, in 1994, the mother and daughter moved from Fullerton, California to Kansas City and immediately disappeared. Mm-hmm. Robinson cashed Faith's pension checks for the next seven years. Uh huh. This fuck, this fuck just comes into my. Um, okay. I hate him so much. I know. Gradually, um, he became well known in the increasingly popular BDSM online chat rooms. Ugh. Um, gross. In 1999, he offered a job and bonded relationship to Isabella uh, Lewicka. Yeah. A tw- I'm only saying that because she's a 21 year old Polish immigrant who mm. was living in Indiana at the time. Mm. Uh, she moved to Kansas City, um, of course. She, uh, the still married Robinson, gave her an engagement ring and brought and brought her to the country registrar, where they paid for a marriage license, but that was never picked up. Um, but so it was unclear whether she believed that she and Ro- she and Robinson were married or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, she told her parents she had married, but never told them her husband's name. Uh-huh. So she did sign, however. This is ridiculous. No. A 115-item slave contract (laughs) that gave Robinson almost total control over every aspect of her life, including her bank accounts. Mm -hmm. Sometime during the summer of 1999, um, she disappeared. Robinson told a web designer um, he employed that she had been caught smoking marijuana and was deported. Oh, that's... Yep. Um... So guess what? It keeps getting. It keeps. Hey, there's more. Okay, so basically, I'm learning. If you're a woman and you're gonna move here, don't be stupid. Don't don't Just fucking don't, move. Don't move to Kansas. Other people. Don't 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 move here to work. Just don't don't if move for other people. If someone no. says I'm a millionaire, or whatever, I'm gonna pay your I'm gonna pay your That's, dues. 
move to wherever across the fucking country. No. Get your own. Just say no. Just say no. Get your own outfit. Do your own work. Do your own wardrobe. Fuck. Don't go to a like a an independent business. There are probably great starters with independent businesses, but let's just be smarter and get like if it's Cerner, yeah, fucking move here for Cerner. But if it's like Uncle Bill's Caddyshack, no, that's probably not a good idea. Or you know, to become a submissive sex slave. Also, yeah, don't. I mean, it's your prerogative what you want to do with that wise, but also, like... like you probably should not move across country don't, for that. Guarantee no. there's probably some weird fucks there's in every single close, state. Probably, like, next have, door yeah. to you. There's creeps closer than you think. Yeah. I think that's the name of this episode. There's creeps closer, closer than, than you, you think. think. Okay, continue. Um, all right, so, around the time of her disappearance, a licensed practical nurse named Suzette Troughton moved from Michigan to Kansas to travel the world with Robinson as his submissive sex slave. People. Troughton. I mean, it, I, I mean, it was no. the 90s, but also, like, no. That's no. still, like... No. No. Stupid. No. Um, Troughton's mother received several typed letters signed by her daughter and... Uh, Oh, and uh, reportedly mailed while the couple was abroad, although the envelopes all bore Kansas City postmarks. So, Mm. why wouldn't she know that it wasn't from there? Yeah. Anyway, the letters were, um, as her mother said, uncharacteristically... Uncharacteristically. Why can't I say... Characteristically? Characters... I can't read that word. Uncharacteristically. 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 (laughs) Fuck you. Mistake free. Uh, later, Robinson told Troughton's mother that she had run off with an acquaintance after stealing money from him. Oh, okay. So one girl, you know, is caught smoking pot and oh, is oh, deported. Okay. The other one ran away with another man. Bullshit. So after she stole his money. Okay. Right? So, um, over time, Robinson became increasingly careless, of course, and did a progressively poor job of covering his tracks. So mm-hmm. by 1999, he had attracted the attention of authorities in both Kansas and Missouri. Um, as his name cropped up in more and more missing persons investigations. No, no. shit. D- Robinson was arrested in June 2000 at his farm near Lacine, Kansas, uh, which Lacine is L-A is one word, and then C-Y-G-N-E, just F-Y-I. So if anybody else uh, ever sees that word, it's Lacine. Lacine. Lacine, Kansas. Oh, Not Lasagne. It's Lacine. Don't choke. I mean choke. Um... Didn't do it. Um, he was, uh, yeah, so he was arrested on his farm after a woman filed a sexual battery complaint against him and another, uh, and another woman charged him with stealing her sex toys. <laughs> Which I laughed out loud when I read that. Like, how do you arrest, like, you put out a fucking, like, APB on someone for stealing sex toys? Uh, we need to be look out. On Officer, Officer! He stole he my st- sex toys! <laughs> Hilarious. What? Which, I don't know, maybe sex toys are a lot? I don't know, I've never so looked into down. it. Bye. Maybe sex, sex toys. toys is like a good business. Maybe they're actually kind of expensive. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. What? Google it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> if you want to know, Google it. I don't know. Google it. I don't know. Google it. Um. All right. The theft charge in particular finally gave investigators the probable cause they needed to obtain a search warrant. So on the farm, a task force found the decaying bodies of two women, later identified as Isabella Lewicka and Suzette Troughton, in. <sighs> In two 85-pound chemical drums. Uh, Freaking Breaking Bad before Breaking Bad. Right. My goodness. Across the state line in Missouri, other members of the task force searching for uh, searching a storage facility where he rented two garages. Mm. 
They found three similar chemical drums containing corpses sub, uh, subsequent subsequently not subsequently oh. some submerged sub subsequently subsequently why can't I fucking say that word <laughs> why am I having so hard problems today subsequently <laughs> identified <laughs> fuck god damn it. <laughs> Identified as Beverly Bonner, Sheila Faith, and her daughter, Debbie Faith. So the fucking little girl with spina bifida is now shoved into a fucking chemical room. Um, all five women were killed in the same way uh, by one or more blows to the head with a blunt instrument. So basically, you just beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, in 2002, he stood trial in Kansas for the murders of Suzette Troughton, Isabella Lewicka, and Lacey, or Lisa Stasi. I knew I was going to do that. I'm not. I think I'm a little dyslexic it's okay uh along with multiple lesser charges of you know like fraud and shit and mm-hmm. whatever the same crap that he's been in, in prison for before mm-hmm. um after the which i thought was kind of cool the longest criminal trial in kansas history oh yeah hmm. um he was convicted on all counts uh he received the death sentence for the murders of trout and lewicka and life imprisonment for stasis because she was killed before they reinstated the death penalty mm-hmm. which is just stupid um, he also received a 5 to 20 year prison sentence for, um, quote, interfering with the parental custody of Stasi's baby, uh, 20 and a half years for kidnapping Troughton and seven months for theft. After his Kansas convictions, um, he faced additional murder charges in Kansas. But since uh, Missouri is, like, way harder on, like, um, crime or whatever, mm-hmm. like, punishment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Coster, the Missouri prosecutor, um, insisted that as a condition of any plea bargain that Robinson uh, had to lead authorities to the bodies of Lisa Stasi, Paula Godfrey, and Catherine Clampett. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Robinson, who has never cooperated in any way with the investigators, refused. Obviously. Because he's a fuck. Because he's a fuck, right? Um, so, but Coster still faced pressure to make a deal with him because the ta- the, his case was not technically airtight just mm-hmm. yet. Because there was a lot of, like, circumstantial evidence and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it became clear that all the women's remains would never be found by without Robinson's cooperation, a compromise of sorts was reached. Um, in a carefully scripted plea on October 2003, Robinson acknowledged that Coster had enough evidence to convict him of capital murder for the deaths of Godfrey, Clampett, Bonner, and the Faiths. Although his statement was technically a guilty plea, observers remarked that it was that it was notably devoid of any specific acceptance of responsibility. He received a life sentence without possibility of parole for each of the five murders. Uh, in November 2015, the Kansas Supreme Court vacated the Trout and Stasi murder convictions on technicalities, unfortunately, mm. but upheld the Lewicka conviction and uh, is accompanying and its accompanying death sentence. So the ruling marked for the first time that Kansas. Um, Oh, the ruling marked the first time that Kansas's highest court has upheld a death sentence till, and since its reinstatement in 94. So in 2015 is the first time that they've actually had gone through with something for yeah. a death sentence. Um, so, so Robinson is currently on death row to this day at El Dorado Correctional Facility in Kansas. Yeah, motherfucker. I hope mm-hmm. he dies. Well, he is, obviously, but... Yeah. Hmm. So that's uh, John Edward Robinson. He's a classy. He's a classy fat. dude. He's a fat. So he's like, I have to pee. Okay. So he's like, kind of like a little H. H. Holmes ish with all the a fraud and all that stuff. Yeah, but he doesn't just like torture people. No. He just 
kills them kills because them. to take their money and possessions. Oh, it's gremlin. Bathroom break. Okay. Insert music mm, here. Did you see me wrestling over here? Oh, listen, <laughs> after I looked over here. No, doing a little pee dance. Doing a little pee dance. Okay. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. No. no. I still need to come up with an escape room tip. I just found my... I didn't my... do that before I left. I need to find... I just found my... Casey, mm-hmm. my fun fact. <clears throat> yeah. I'm ready. Crime. I was gonna give another update on how much crime has already happened, but it's just depressing. Yeah. And it's more than it should be. Yeah. And we haven't. We've been. We've been one week into. Well, it can't go down. (laughs) Damn it. Yeah. It it can't go down. (laughs) I just hope it doesn't go as up as high as last year. Yeah. But it's already close. Like we were a week into 2018, and mm, three more people have already died. So. Lovely. Yep. And you. Uh, okay, so mine is about the Springfield 3. You heard of it? I feel mm-hmm. like I heard it on one podcast. It might have been Unsolved Mysteries, because it is a Unsolved Mysteries. Spoiler alert. Sorry about it. Um, I fucking love Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That's what this that is. my shit. Um, so on June 7th of 1992, so we were like... Like, barely being able to hold over our heads, probably. Uh-huh. Still wobbling around. Um, I mean, I still do. <laughs> I wobble around all the time. Oh, I wobble. Like an adult boss baby. Oh, gosh. <laughs> See, June 7th, 1982, the Springfield, uh, Missouri Police Department were notified of the disappearance of three women from, the, from a residence in Central Springfield. The parents of... Uh, Oh, did I put that there? I didn't know that. Uh, the parents of Stacy McCall contacted the police department in reference to their daughter's disappearance from the home of Cheryl and Suzanne. Um, uh, Cheryl Levitt and Suzanne Streeter. Upon the officer's arrival, the house bore no signs of a struggle, but rather the appearance of the missing women being abducted. Mm. All personal property was left behind, including purses, money, clothing, cars, keys, cigarettes, and the family doll. That's not good. Mm-mm. But hey, the dog was left behind. That's dog's, okay. Dog's okay. There's kind of a silver lining to both of these dogs. Kinda. He didn't kill the baby baby. And still dog, killed the daughter with spine buffed up. But yeah. the dog is yeah. going to survive. She's 15. She's practically an adult. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, don't even. Uh, well, 14, almost 15. That's what oh. <clears throat> Um, descriptions that were given uh, in 1992 uh, were Cheryl Levitt, um, five foot, 110 pounds, brown eyes, short, bleached blonde hair, natural, naturally curly hair, longer on top and shortened back. So mullet. Uh, <laughs> Cheryl Levitt was a thin build and has freckles on her neck and upper chest area. Why would you? Never mind. Uh, Stacy McCall, uh, described as white female, 5'3", 120 pounds, blue eyes, dark blonde hair to the middle of her back with sun-lightened ends. She has freckles on her face and a dimple in the middle of her chin. 
Suzanne Susie Streeter, white female, 5'2", 102 pounds, brown eyes, straight bleached blonde, shoulder length hair, large teeth with no dental work. Uh, she has a... What does that mean? I don't... Does that mean they were naturally straight or I, that they were all janky? I don't know. That's weird. They're all hard. All right. Uh, she has a three and a half inch scar on top of her right forearm and a small tumor in the left corner of her mouth, which gives the appearance that she has something in her mouth. I don't know what? what these are. So these are, yeah, that's how they described in 1992. If you want to know what they look like, Google it. Google it. Because <laughs> uh, I will forget to put the images on the blog website. Uh, Stacy and Suzanne had graduated from Kickapoo High School. That's what I googled about. Kickapoo High School on June 6, 1992, the day before their disappearance. Stacy and Suzanne had been reported to be last seen around 2 a.m. on June 7th when they were leaving the last of the few graduation parties they had attended that evening. At some point during the night, they were also they were also seen in Battlefield, Missouri. That's all it said. Uh, they planned to spend the night at their friend Janelle Kirby's house, but when they decided Janelle's house was too crowded, they instead left to go to the Streeter slash Levitt home at 1717 East Delmar Street, Springfield, Missouri, for the night. It appeared as though they had arrived at the residence because, again, the clothing, jewelry, purses, mm-hmm. and vehicles were still there. The alleged timeline of the three is suspected to be convoluted, though, as the friends who last saw Susie and Stacy. Uh, the previous evening were also the first to arrive at the Levitt's home the next day, which we get into why they're there, so I don't know why that was said. Um, Susan's mother, Cheryl Levitt, was last heard from at approximately 11.15 p.m. on June 6, 1992, when she talked with a friend about painting a chest of drawers with, like, an armoire or something. Um, Cheryl's car, purse, keys, etc. were also left at the residence. Mm-hmm. Okay. The following morning, around 9 a.m., Janelle and her, Jill Kirby, and her boyfriend visited the house after um, Susie and uh, Stacy failed to show up at her home. They had planned to spend the day at a water park and were supposed to leave from Janelle's home. Upon arriving, Janelle found the front door unlocked and entered the home, but found no sign of uh, any of either of the three women. Each of the women's cars were parked outside. She also reported to police that the glass lampshade on the porch light was shattered, though the light bulb itself was intact. Hmm. Uh, Janelle's boyfriend unconsciously uh, helped her sweep the glass, broken glass off the porch, which police later determined may have destroyed potential evidence. Inside the house, Janelle found um, Cheryl and Susie's dog, a Yorkshire Terrier named Cinnamon, no who appeared agitated while inside. Janelle also answered a strange and disturbing call, quote-unquote, from an unidentified male who made sexual innuendos. She hung up and immediately received another call for a, of a sexual nature, again hanging up the phone. Several hours several hours later, Stacy's mother, Janice, also visited the house after failed attempts to reach her daughter by phone. Which, of course, is like no cell phones really at this time. Yeah. Yeah. No, cell phones really weren't until, like, mid-90s, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the giant ones yeah. from Cardinal and stuff. Um, inside, she noticed all three women's purses were sitting on the floor of the living room and also her daughter's clothing neatly folded from the night before. So what she was wearing when they were out, okay. Yeah. 
Cheryl and Susie's cigarettes were also left inside the house. Janice frantically called police from the home's telephone to report the three women missing. After placing the call while checking the phone's answering machine, she listened to a strange message, quote-unquote, but it was inadvertently erased from the tape. Police were interested in the call. Police were very interested in the call and believed it may have contained a clue. They also did not believe it was connected to the prank calls Janelle received. So, I don't... If it's some weird person calling and leaving a message, why would those be connected? Also, why would you delete that if you think someone's being missing? Think. Well, I guess you're in a panic, but who deleted it? Anyway. <laughs> Stacy's parents contacted police in reference to their daughter's disappearance from... from the Levitt Streeter home more than 18 hours after the women were last seen and the other word friends and family called and visited the home the following day. So a lot of people going in and out of the house. Uh, okay. uh, police later estimated that the crime scene had been corrupted by 10 to 20 people who visited Susie's house. Duh. Oh, shit. Upon the officer's arrival, the scene showed no signs of struggle except for the shattered porch light. Police also noticed uh, uh, Cheryl's bed had been slept in, and then, again, all property was left behind, including purses, money, cars, keys, cigarettes, and the dog. I just want everyone to remember, the dog is fine. <laughs> the dog's dead now because it's 92, but she's fine. She probably just died of natural causes. <laughs> Debbie Downer, mom. I'm man. sorry, but I'm I mean, a realist, yeah. right? Oh, my God. Ugh. So. Worst. Meh. Uh, on December 31, 1992. December 31st. What? It, I December 31st, 1992. December 31, day of December, which is the 12th month of New Year's Eve of 92, going into 93. I was learning to walk and... Oh, boy. Anyway, those pursuits of elk. A man called the America's Most Wanted hotline with information about the women's disappearances. Ah, but the call was disconnected when the switchboard operator attempted to link up the Springfield investigators. Ah, police said the caller had, quote-unquote, prime knowledge of the abductions and publicly appealed for the man to contact them, but he never did. Of course. Cash. Dang it. Um, but there was one suspect in 1997, Robert Craig Cox, in prison in Texas as a convicted kidnapper and robber and a suspect in a Florida murder, told journalists that he knew the three women had been murdered and buried and claimed their bodies would never be recovered. Um, going back, in 92, Cox had been living in Springfield and when interviewed then, had told investigators that he was with his girlfriend at church the morning after the women disappeared, which he co- which she corroborated. But this somewhere between 2, what, 2, maybe 3 a.m. to like 9 p.m.? You don't, you don't, I don't think you, you don't go to church that. Like, this is a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, you're not at church that like, no, I don't think you even get to church that early. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I you mean, don't like, like 7.45 is, like, the earliest service we've ever had. I don't... Uh, maybe. Aren't there some 5 a.m. services? Some. I don't, I don't think 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't go to church. I don't know. I don't know. I think I people love Jesus, up. but I don't know if they love Jesus that much. 
Maybe I mean, there's, they I mean, love there's, Jesus, but they might not love Jesus. I mean, there's probably someone that loves Jesus. There's probably somewhere that, mm-hmm. but anyway, I I don't think Springfield. I don't know. I don't feel anyway. However, she later recanted her statement and said that Cox had asked her to say that. Hmm. Cox also stated that he was at the home of his parents the night of the disappearance, and they confirmed that alibi. Unless he lives in like the basement and has a door in the back, you can't really confirm that. And, hmm. Authorities were uncertain if Cox was involved in the case or if he was seeking recognition of the alleged murders by ensuing and issuing. Look what you did. Look what you did to me. Issuing false (laughs) statements. Cox stated to authorities authorities and journalists that he would disclose what happened to the three women after his mother had died. Ugh. Ugh. Just. Ew. Ew. Ugh. Mm. Mm. Ugh. God. Okay, so Susie and uh, Stacy were declared legally dead in 1992. Uh, However, their case files are still officially filed under missing. In June of 1997, a bench was dedicated to the women inside the victim's memorial garden in Springfield's Phelps Grove. There's a memorial garden for victims? Yikes. That's a bit much. That's, yeah. Um, Mm. Let's cut to 2007-ish. Investigators received a tip that the women's bodies were buried buried in the foundations of the South Parking Garage at Cox Hospital. Though in 2007, crime reporter Kathy Baird invited Nick Nick Rick Norland, a mechanical engineer to Springfield to scan a corner of the parking lot with ground-penetrating radar, GPR. Norland found these anomalies roughly the same size that he said were consistent with grave site locations. Two of the anomalies were parallel and the other was perpendicular. Ugh. Spokesperson Lisa Cox, police spokesperson Lisa Cox said that the person who reported the tip provided no evidence or logical reasoning behind this theory at that time or since then. She also said that the parking garage began construction in September 1993, over a year after the women's disappearances, digging up the area and subsequently reconstructing this structure would be extremely costly and without any reasonable belief that the bodies could be located there, it is illogical to do so. And for those reasons, Springfield Police Department does not intend to. What? So dig do, do it. If it looks like maybe there are bodies there, but if it, if construction did happen like a year later, maybe not unless they were poured on like concrete or something. Yeah. So that'd be kind of hard. Unless the stakes, yeah, that would be kind of hard. No, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, there's no. Intend to investigators have determined this lead to not be credible. Daryl Moore, a former assistant at the Greene County Prosecutor's Office, said the tip came from someone who either claimed to be a psychic or claimed to have a dream or vision about the case. But sometimes, maybe, am I wrong? Or the person is in the loony bin. Yep. And just wants to be a part of it. However, the case... So, yeah. Part so, of it. Part of it. Uh, the case remains unsolved in spite of upwards of 5,000 tips from the public. Good lord. 
And you know there's like those just loons that just Yeah, just want to be make part up of it. shit and they just want the like the reward money or whatever. Yeah. So maybe really like 50 tips, I don't know. Right? Plausible maybe ish. But like you know that they would have to go out and like actually research and like go after all of those fucking tips. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they were just so insane that they're just like, they're no. Just like, but I nah. guarantee you, a majority of them, they've just been like, okay, well, we had to go out on all of the leads. Like, so there's all a- of you fucks calling in about false things, you're ruining the investigation. You're right. not helping. It doesn't help you at all at the very end. Like, ten years later, though, you think that there would be... Something. Like, better technology to be able to see in there, in those yeah. areas, so we can, like, confirm. <clears throat> anyway... So it has been featured on 48 Hours, Unsolved Mysteries, and America's Most Wanted. Um, in March of 2011, Investigation Discovery aired the Springfield 3 on its disappeared TV series. Mm. But that's Unsolved it. Unsolved Mysteries. That's the um, Springfield 3. That's a sad day. I could, yeah. I know I wish I could, because there was another article. It's like the Springfield newsletter or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like how the Springfield Three affected the psyche, psyche of the area. Mm-hmm. But I, I bet I didn't. But yeah, it's like people just disappeared. But I don't. I don't know. That's that everything was like contaminated. Yeah, like all of that shit. Like that's just cared very to, unfortunate. Yeah, but also like when the bomb called, police should have like gotten there. Yeah, and like roped it up. But I guess that's still again ready to, still not as. I mean, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Like, things could have been prevented, but... It's like also, the, people it's aren't like, so nosy yeah. sometimes. It's like, yeah. It's like the victim shaming or, like, the police blaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what's your scapegoat Like, for yes, I know that we're not police, whatever, and we think that we could probably do it better, but... but. Yeah. You're fucking policemen. Like, get like, your shit. Like, if you take, don't know how to take do your missing job, persons don't do it. Ser- more seriously. I think, seriously. I feel like now they're being taken more seriously, but like back then, like even like, oh, a, yeah, no, they just be like, oh, they just ran away. They just uh, make up some yeah. crazy story of like, oh, it's, they owed someone money. They wanted to make it look like they yeah. got kidnapped and like, between no. a certain age. They probably did fucking get kidnapped. Like, go. They, what, are, like, what is that? Like, the 13 and to. Like, 15 or something yeah. 13 to 16 is like the prime age for kids to run away well, so even if they do that even if they're minors easy. they don't do it within like 72 hours or something like that in some yeah. states I think yeah like they don't it put changes a little bit like they don't make actual forms and like yeah reports like on, about missing yeah, persons like on Stranger Things when Barb disappeared bullshit. they were like oh well they looked for her yeah that's also a TV show. But also, I know, but it's loosely reflected on the time. All TV loosely comes to reality. It was loosely tied to rea- whatever. Yeah. I know what you mean. <sighs> yeah, that's ridiculous. That's that. I'm sure there's more but missing. But hey, the dog didn't die. Dog didn't die. Cinnamon lived her lived best life. Her, yeah. Cinnamon lived her best life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which agitated because she probably witnessed something, but she's a dog, so. Oh, they should have gotten a dog. Uh... Dog whisper. Yeah. No. What is that Where's, called? What's his name? Um. Solano something. No. Caesar Milan. Caesar Milan. Solano. See? Really. Close. But no. Um. Like the the dog mediums. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a dog medium. What does he do? He's just he can he's like train whisper. them basically. Oh. 
That's he's usually in a glorified dog trainer. Ah. Just saying. Ah. Um, like a dog, man. But like a, like a dog. If I could turn back time. Who can speak to the dogs. The dogs can tell them what they saw. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that'd be thrown out real quick in court. It'd be like, the fuck, go fuck yourself. Like, no, yeah, but, yeah. Like, but, but listen. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Go fuck yourself. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. What's your tip? Escape room tip. I'm going to go with number 39. Mm-hmm. It's on here. Um, so this is, like, literally from Reddit um, because I couldn't come up with my own. Yeah, that's um, fine. And it's one probably that we've stated again and again and again on this thing or at least just talked about it maybe not as an escape room tip yeah um but i thought this was really fucking funny mm-hmm. uh because i'm like oh my god we're not alone yes <laughs> we're not alone mm-hmm. okay so this this person on reddit um basically asked you know i'm i find myself self-obsessed with escape rooms i'm curious about what tips and tricks you'd have to um, to go about the best way to beat the game and like win bragging rights mm-hmm. so this one person comments like the top one mm-hmm and says, I work in an escape room and actually get this question uh, less than I thought I would. I mm-hmm. have a few pieces of advice, which is actually very true. People don't ask us how they'd be able to, like, like what's a good tip yeah. to like, actually do it? Like, they're like, what's the hint? What's the answer? Like, yeah. how, where do we find this one thing? Like, no, home. I'm not going to tell you that. Quit being a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one is look at everything. If it doesn't specifically say not in use or do not touch, then you can make the assumption that it's important to the end part of the game in some way. Mm-hmm. So basically, if it doesn't have a do not touch sticker or label on it, you can probably pick that up and use it during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, two, be willing to be wrong. Don't worry about getting all of the locks on your first try. Be willing to try a wrong code on the lock. Yeah. So stop trying to be perfect and try the lock a thousand times. If you do not have the correct answer, move on to something else. Yeah. Until so you have the correct try answer. Try it. Because I don't know how many times you. So stupid. Been in and be like, what's the tip? Did you try doing this? Yeah. And I thought about it. If you think, just if you think do about it. it, then just do it. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Um, three, communication in, in your group is key. I've already gone over that, so I'm not going to say that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.5, which I thought was kind of funny. 3.5. Do some research on the room before you go. Your rooms have, uh, some rooms have recommended number. Well, it's not impossible for a smaller group to do it, but the design, it's designed for larger groups in mind, mm-hmm. aka one of our rooms. Um, and it says, uh, you know, all you, so also if it's your first time, don't try a room with a 2% success rate. Thank Damn you. It. Number four, be nice to your escape artist slash game master slash game runner. Mm-hmm. Don't try to fit nine people in a room designed for six and then don't complain about how you didn't know you signed up for a scary one when it says it's on the website. Mm-hmm. Don't try to crack a joke with them when they grab you from the lobby. Listen to their instructions before the game starts. Don't say, oh, we've seen this video before. We don't need to watch it. When, and then he says, when someone tells me that, I, when someone tells me that I've already decided I don't like them. Mm-hmm. He says they might be, they might be more willing um, to give you some free clues or push you in the right direction if you're nice to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Thank yes. you so much. Um, but then someone else was like, oh, yeah, I'd add, like, be suspicious of everything and be ready to cha- be challenged by any assumptions the team may have. Mm-hmm. Which is actually pretty true because 
I mean, you should be suspicious of everything. Like, even there's some things in there that I literally will say, like, some things will open. Some things are not meant to open. They're just in there to throw you off. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of props or, like, some books or something in a room have nothing to do with the fucking room at all. But they're themed around the room. Mm -hmm. So people will just sit there and read it upon. And we will let you. And and I'll let you read it because it's wasting your time. It's wasting your time. Waste your time 2018 Unless you were nice when we put you in and be like, hey, you actually don't need to do that. Exactly. But if you're a jerk about it and you go in... And you can't shut up. I'm gonna let you waste your time, and I will say, waste your time. 2018. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, um, we not have to. I just like it because it's like, oh, we're not alone. Yeah. Other escape room are like masters and stuff like that. They do, the game masters. They don't want you to like be an asshole to yeah. your fucking other game masters. Like we, if we just had a whole game master clan, like I that feel could, like, like I want to know Reddit for Facebook game page. Master, right? Facebook, Facebook page. Game masters. We, if up. not, we should it. fucking start it. I'm gonna Google it. Google it. Google if it. If you don't know, Google it. You don't know? Don't Bing it. Don't Yahoo it. No. Google, Google it. it. Always Google it. Google has made their improvements. They know what they're doing. Google. And it's fun to say. Google. Yeah. And Google. Google. Google it. Google's everywhere. Google it. Google, Google, okay. Google, 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 Google so, everywhere. So oh my <laughs> I took God. it too far? You did. Absolutely. Always. Always. Hmm. 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 Words. Okay, yours. Okay, mine is, it's actually, I'm just a Missouri fun fact, more around St. Louis. Um, The St. Louis. I know it. St. Louis? No, not the one you're thinking of. I don't think, probably. Oh, go ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri hosted the first Olympic Games ever held outside of Europe. Nope. Definitely not. What did you think mine was going to be? Budweiser? Yeah. It Damn almost it. was. What? It almost oh, was. And then I changed always, it. Every time I think so, so I would just Louis, want to say Blue Visa. That's funny. Um, anyway. I mean, it almost was, but it wasn't. Really? It That's funny. Mm-hmm. Every time I think St. Louis and like a fun fact, I'm like, Budweiser. Budweiser. No one knows Budweiser. Budweiser in Panera. Mm. Mm. Uh, Chicago, Illinois originally won the bid to host the 1904 Olympics, but the organizers of the Louisiana Purchase Exhibition in St. Louis began to plan for its own sports activities, threatening to eclipse the Olympic Games unless they were moved to St. Louis. Uh, Pierre du Coubertin... Uh, gave in and moved the games to St. Louis. A Milwaukee Athletic Club won medal, gold medal, won a gold medal in men's tug of war. Won a medal and a gold medal. Won, a, a, won, won a gold medal, medal, medal in Milwaukee gold? Athletic gold. <laughs> ah! Maybe you should calm down, take a breath, and try that again. Let's try that again, shall we? Where's your Where's your essential oil necklace when you need it? I didn't have time to put. Oh my god! Ah, you should I, just keep. But you missed. have two of them, don't you? I have two. You I should have, just keep one I in your set, bag at all times. I should, because I set a cotton ball down to put oil on it, and then I got distracted. Oh, I was like, like a little uh, your little, little yeah. special balls for it. I swear, Milan probably has knocked it off by now. Destroyed it. Oh, it's probably Cause gone because the, the bathroom door doesn't close anymore because it it broke in my hands. It came off of the. Came oh, off of its right. groove yeah, yeah. in my hands, and then we try to fix it, and then it was just. The pictures look funny. Don't it was funny. anyway. I tried it, and then I made it worse, and now it's sitting next to the entry of the bathroom. But it's fine. It's just my mom and I. Okay, let's try this again. Milwaukee Athletic Club won gold medal in men's tug of war. I'm just gonna read it how it was. Nice, you did it. Whew. Oh my god. But yeah, St. Louis first ever ever held outside of Europe. That's crazy. St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. That's weird. I know. You think it'd be like 
LA or some I, yeah. bullshit like that. Like psycho- well, the 1904 you know though wasn't as well, I guess like Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, but it won over Chicago because of their thing was supposed to like eclipse it. So they're like, fine. But I feel like St. Louis would have more room than Chicago does. I don't know. Fucking don't know, like World's Fair and shit in Chicago. Like true, they got some space up true, there. True, 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 true. Weird. But like 1904, St. Louis, Chicago is probably. I don't know. Probably isn't similar. Probably similar, but maybe a little bit more. I don't think it was. Yeah, Louis. it was like St. Louis probably wasn't developed as much as Chicago. Nah. That's probably why. Yeah. Developed enough, but not yeah. too much but as to where much. they still have space for it. But, but that's pretty sweet. Hmm. Hmm. That's a fun fact. I like it. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. That sounds weird. Mm-hmm. When you say it like that. That's fine. Okay. We do it. It's our because we do improv a game of five things. Yeah. Well. A warm up, a different version of that five things. Uh-huh. Five things, five things, five things, five things, five things. It's only important to me. It's fine. Okay. But another improviser is listening. They will know. This is for you. Do they listen? Some, yeah. Some do. do some of them. Some yes. do. Some people at Comedy City don't, but that's fine. That's what I mean. Uh, one person at Comedy City does. What the hell? Caitlin does, and she's got other people in her office mm-hmm. listening. Do you haven't? She's one of the new gals. You know, I don't think you've met her yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a bunch of new people. I saw a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. So that was that. What's that? Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> and that's Casey. Casey. <laughs> All right. We're just going to keep All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, All right. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi guys, don't forget you can listen to That's KC on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If we are not on your favorite podcast directory, let us know. You can chat with us on the Twitter or Instagram at That's KC Pod and Facebook at That's KC. If you'd like to help keep the local liquor, food, and this podcast flowing, you can support us on Patreon. If you have suggestions for local Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas food and drink, or you know, would like to send us something, wink wink, please send us an email to That's KC Pod at gmail.com. P.S. If you have your own local story you would like to share or have a suggestion for us to research, we'd love to hear from you via email. Oh, intro music is provided by Brian Lawson. Okay, bye!